The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 this is the Homance Chronicles, and I didn't say got it. <laughs> Let's try that again. This is the Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. Do you actually have to select got it before the yeah. recording starts? I think so, yeah. Oh, all parties have to accept got it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I figured it was just like a courtesy. It just was recording anyway. <laughs> no, I, I have a feeling that like, if you don't accept it on your end, you're either in the meeting and then your audio is kaput every time they try or oh. whatever, it doesn't oh. work at all. <laughs> okay. Well, our guest here is apparently more knowledgeable. <laughs> She's waiting for her introduction. <laughs> Politely just shaking her head at us like, no. Um, so I'll get right to it. We have a uh, homance favorite on today. I'll say um, she's become part of the homance. It's like a homance 3.0. Yeah, or, 100%. Yeah. She's our Euro like, version. I thought it was like homance Euro UK edition or Euro edition. <laughs> We're just making it up as we go. <laughs> Don't mind me, it's fine. Uh, welcome back to the show diana injuries she's um game inventor for better topics and every time that she comes on we have fun conversations about dating and relationships so welcome thank you thank you nicole and sarah for having me again on your show it's such a big pleasure to be here it's like literally seeing old friends again and catching up i just love it I, know, I, I can't wait to last... come see you in your new house. <laughs> yeah, I did say last time that, you know, we should do this as a regular thing, but it seems like it's becoming more regular. Really, really <laughs> <happy with>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm loving it personally. I know. And we have not been uh, having as many guests on the show lately. We've been doing this new thing where... Um, we kind of tell a personal story mixed in with a historical story about a woman who is empowering and um, maybe a little bit more sexually free for her era. And so we've been calling it hose of history and talking about women who have um, helped us get where we are today. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Oh my God, this is such a good timing. Unbelievable. I don't know if you guys know about that show, uh, Gentleman Jack. Uh-uh. It's quite a British show. It's about uh, Anne Lister is the main character in the in the movie, in the show actually, because it has like two seasons. And it's set in middle of England. Uh, and it's actually based on a true story, which I love. And uh, apparently she was apparently she was lesbian in those times I don't know Uh, but she was having this journal that she always kept writing in and in like a specific code that nobody would understand but herself and then one of her like um, great uh, nephews or whatever peers he started deciphering the the journal one night but she was still alive no she's like dead for hundreds of years but like they found it in the house in the house that I know I mean it's so good like you have to watch it it's so good but more importantly than her sex life which was like you know quite interesting especially for those times is how strong of a woman she is and all the uh, backlash that she had from all especially men around those times but women too which was so interesting Mm -hmm. to see that it wasn't just the men who were against her why is she so strong why is she so like a man why is she so out there and doing stuff why why is she just not sitting at home and doing nothing you know like most women in those times and um you know she she still didn't let anyone put her down not even her her family and she did like so many crazy things it's amazing you have to watch it it's so yes I'm in, I'm looking it up right now. And it looks like if there's an HB, it's an HBO series. So it might yes. be available in the US on HBO. It's so good. Like I'm if, excited. if you I'm don't find it, it, I can send you some websites. Wink, wink. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about that affordable watching. 
but you have to watch it like it's so good so good yeah I'm super excited yeah but yeah that's exactly the type of women that we're looking at is women who had just changed changed it so like changed the paradigm so greatly that people wrote about it you know like yeah they're historically yes. amazing remarkable women so <sighs> so fun <laughs> so Diana last time that you were on the show we yes. were talking about an ideals list mm. and then you and I had a couple of follow-up emails mm-hmm. afterward and <laughs> one of the things that you said that you used to do was like uh, imagine that your perfect partner was there. So you would wake up in the morning and pretend that he was there. Let me tell Mm -hmm. you how I tried. I felt way too silly. I was like, I, it does feel like that. Yes. It does feel like that, especially (laughs) in the beginning, but it's okay because it's you with your own imagination. Like who's going to bother you with it? Like, wait, wait, hang on. Let's break it down for the people (laughs) listening here. So the recommendation was that you wake up and you pretend that human that you want to be your person was actually with you the whole time. So then do you like yeah. audibly talk to that existing person air quotes around existing or do you Whatever just like ever helps you? So um, it's like the, an imaginary friend situation. Um, ish in a way. Okay. So right. the main thing is whatever gets you in the feeling of already having that person in your life. Because it's the okay. feeling that actually attracts them. So you have to, first of all, understand how that feeling would feel in your body. And once you know that, how it would actually feel, that happiness, that, um, I don't know, joyousness, you know, all of that. How would it actually feel? How would it uh, translate in actual sensations in your body? Once you understand that, you can actually make your body feel those things. If that, I know it sounds a bit crazy, but. No, I, um, feel, I believe it. But this is how it it would actually work. And the thing is, then you do whatever helps you personally to believe it more and more. Because yes, especially in the beginning, it sounds crazy and it feels silly. Even if you're alone in a house, I know it feels silly. I know it felt for me as well. But then I was like, anyway, you know, I'm by myself. I'm not going to do anything else. What I'm going to do instead of thinking of all the stupid things I need to do, might as well start writing things. (laughs) <laughs> exactly I mean it's smart like take that energy and put it to good work if you're gonna sit and be obsessive about it at least play it out <laughs> exactly <laughs> make some do something with that energy be productive <laughs> yes oh my gosh okay yeah. so Nicole you went through this kind of like um exercise if you will and you just couldn't do it is that what I'm hearing pretty much I <laughs> Was the dog looking funny at you? And you're like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to stop. <laughs> no. Um, it just, it was weird because I was like, especially if I was doing something that would be easier to do with a partner. Like, let's say you're um, hanging a picture or something, mm. which I don't even know if this is a real example that I had, but it just, what came to my mind yeah. that it's easier with two people. And <laughs> I would be like, how can I feel as though my person is here or that I would feel, I guess, like more complete or more joyous or whatever while I'm doing this activity that would be better with two people. (laughs) I feel like hey, something that you just appreciate that other person for doing for you. (laughs) Not a group activity. I don't know. So maybe it's a poor example, but it was just, it was like, okay, no, I like the reality of, no, I am doing this and I'm doing it by myself. And I just could not like wrap my head around, you know? Yes. I understand. But the, the issue with this thing is that for situations like this one, for example, hanging the picture, you would actually need someone there physically. And you obviously don't see that person there and you obviously do it by yourself. However, if you think of things like for example, we are here, you know, talking, the three of us, just imagine right now that that person is in your life and is about to text you. Now, the text might not come and that's okay, yeah. but how would you actually feel if you now would receive a text from that person? Something simple like, hey, what's up? Hey, how are mm-hmm. you? How's your day going? Anything like that. You know, that, that 
hint of happiness that you get you know when when you know someone is thinking yeah. about you like yeah. that you know you even if you don't get the text <laughs> you know even even if you don't get the text it's fine leave that aside you don't have to have it to prove yourself that you can feel it you know you just think if i would have now a text if i would receive a text now in this very moment from that person and i know it's like the ideal person for me how would that feel mm-hmm. or for example i used to imagine when i used to leave work because I used to walk for like 10, 15 minutes all the, uh, to the tram. And I was imagining that this, this person is waiting for me outside, just outside my building with flowers. Obviously, I would leave the building. Nobody would be there. But still, I would be like, how would that feel? You know, and I would continue in that joyousness and I would just try to keep it up with good thoughts. And it was after I've met my husband, he actually started waiting for me literally at the same corner with flowers without me telling him that this is the exact same thing I kept imagining over and over again until I actually saw him and I was like this is so weird but I was so happy because it actually happened like that (laughs) okay so I feel like at this point you're a witch and that you're capable of manifesting (laughs) like your your capability of manifesting goes beyond like the typical human because I feel like people who sit and obsess about that kind of stuff, like that live in the fantasy world and live out those fantasies and enjoy that you know, side of their lives, it, like, isn't that kind of manifesting? But then it never actually happens for them, right? Yes, but um, there are many reasons why it doesn't happen. Okay. And many times is the so-called contact with reality. And why I'm saying that is because, for example, in this very moment, okay, Nicole doesn't have anyone in her life let's just say so even if she's trying now to think you know how would that feel and everything if it doesn't happen you know if if she actually doesn't get the text her mind will uh, cancel everything that has happened before it's like oh anyway the text didn't come so you know whatever I was doing it gets canceled so when we whenever we we try to manifest anything what happens is is that we send out the thought in the world and then the feeling that we have, that is the magnet that will bring it to us, basically. Now, what happens is, and in many cases this is good, is that it doesn't happen straight away, as in instantly, that manifestation. And many times that's good because many times we say negative things and we, without being conscious about it, but we attract negative things too. So there is that delay where, we have that time to actually cancel the negative things, you know, because just imagine if literally everything that we say in one day would become true instantly, where would we be? We would be dead within five minutes. It's like, just imagine all the stuff that you can think of and you can say, you know, in like five minutes. And if everything just manifests like this in front of you, like done, it's like you're done. So that's why there is this, a bit of a delay since you've actually wanted something you've sent the thought out and then you you know you want to receive it back and you want to receive the results basically back now my issue with that is is yes I have so so many um you know funny stories in my life with manifestation it's crazy but and it's not a bad thing thank you straight up (laughs) I think that that's a compliment yeah absolutely it's a compliment my my personal issue is that um (laughs) It doesn't always work for me either, not 100%. And what I realized is when I'm not so caught about the um, end goal of it, like whether it happens or not, I'm okay, then it happens. You know, if I'm not too hung up on, on the outcome, if I'm not trying to force the outcome, if I'm not too stressed about the outcome itself, when it's going to happen, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? It's like, for example, you don't obsess together, over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're working together and you give me a task to do, I don't know, whatever it is. And then you call me every five minutes. Is it done? Is it done? Is it done? Are you done? <laughs> Are you still working on it? And I'll be like, dude, I'm, you know, like, let me work on it. Let me finish it. You know, if you ask me every five seconds, I will never finish it. So the universe is something like that. You know, it's like, if you stress about it every five seconds, it won't have time to actually respond because it'll be like, listen, I'm at work here. Like, <laughs> chill give me a second (laughs) (laughs) don't do this to me do not hover no no you to micromanage any of this we've got this you can't be a helicopter manifester (laughs) right I was gonna say so what I'm what I'm hearing is universe doesn't like that micromanaging situation (laughs) when it comes to manifesting (laughs) you can't be obsessive 
exactly because many you times you have to ask for it exactly many times we tend to ourselves like oh how is this going to come to me is it this way is it that way is it the other way you know which way it is and the universe is like dude i have my own plans like chill like my plans are even better than yours like what are you talking about you know <laughs> i see what you want i got you i'm gonna enhance it just give me a minute <laughs> exactly just give me a minute to sort out everything to put everything in place and you'll get it just just chill <laughs> and there are many, many things that you can actually do in the meantime, too. So, you know, instead of just obsessing about um, the fact that you might not get something literally straight away as soon as you requested it. So, um, again, many times there are hidden fears that we have that actually blocks us from manifesting. And this is an exercise I've done literally last week. And it's so crazy because it works so fast. It's, it's creepy almost. So someone told me about this exercise a while back where, you know, you have all sorts of hidden fears that blocks everything. And I was like, okay, how do I get them out? Because you might even be not, con you might not even be conscious of all the fears that you have, you know, you might, some of them might be hidden. And she said, just to sit down with a piece of paper and start writing, what are the, positives if the situation stays as it is now you know for example um i'm in the process of selling my house in the uk so you know i was like i knew i'm emotionally attached to this house because i really love it and the location is really good and the house itself and i wasn't 100 sure whether i should sell it or rent it or you know i had like a lot of doubts around it and then eventually i said no i'm gonna sell it because you know it makes more sense and then she's like but i told her like nothing happens for like two weeks the house sits out there, you know, for advert and nothing happened. Although, you know, the area is very sought off after, you know, the house is really good. It's still uh, just like nine years old since it was built. So it's like quite new and everything. And my friend was like, okay, sit down with a piece of paper and just write what are the positives if the situation would remain exactly the same the way they are now, you know? And I started writing, like a lot of things came to me the uh i don't know the joy of having my still having my own house you know uh, all the good things that i still love about the house right now and then she said what would be the negatives if the situation would change you know like what is it inside you that actually holds on to the situation as it is now and doesn't really want to want the situation to change for the other type of situation not necessarily better or worse it's just different you know why why are you holding on to the current situation instead of letting it go and going after the, the new situation. And then I started thinking about what would happen if I would actually sell the house, you know? And how, how do I see that myself? And I started writing down, like I don't have my own house anymore. Um, even things like pride, because I, I um, am taking great pride in this house. Like, you know, it, it's, again, I love it. And right. it's mine. And it's the first house I actually own, not the one that parents bought or parents own or whatever it's I I bought the house you know it's like for me it was a huge milestone um you know and all of these things I started writing them down and I left the list I'm not even joking I left the list aside after I finished with it I went to the kitchen just to wash like few dishes within half an hour two people called to book viewings for the house within half an hour of finishing this list and then I said I just need one good buyer I don't need a hundred buyers who would not uh, go up to the price that I want to go to. I need one good buyer. In two hours, one of them withdrew and the other one stayed on. And this, the other one came like, I think about some like four or five days later to actually see the house. They saw it. They loved it. They didn't even negotiate on the price too much because they loved it that much. Like, you know, how, how much you want just give the house and then, you know, it's fine. And I was like, okay. So within a so, week, it was done. Okay. So like you basically sat there and had subconscious things tying you to this house. And that's yeah. why you weren't moving. You were static because you didn't recognize that within yourself. You still wanted to talk or like work through maybe like inner Diana wanted to walk mm -hmm. through what the actually conversation of what it looked like to separate yourself from this thing that brought you almost like who you were a little bit. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yes. yes. And I was holding on to the current situation for so many reasons. And I wasn't willing to let the situation change. I was blocking the situation from changing and even um, the car. So 
I think I told you guys last time about the car, how that was my dream car and how it came to me. Um, mm, this is not sounding familiar. I, no, I think I remember so. like Echo, but you were, you said you mentioned of it. And one day you're like, I'll tell you guys one day, maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> with the car, it was, I'll, I'll just try to make it short because it's such a good story. And so where I used to live before, before buying this house, um, every time I used to go to work, I used to walk. And I used to pass by the Jaguar dealerships every day, going and coming from work every day. And I always thought, how would it feel to actually walk into a place like this, like a Jaguar dealership, where you buy a really nice car just because you like it, not because that's the only <laughs> thing you can afford. Right. And I had this thought for so many, I think for years even, but I yeah. never focused on it too much. I was just like, how does it feel? And sometimes... Well, and Diana, I don't know if this is true for you or not, but... Um, I did not grow up with a lot of money and my parents were always just getting what they could afford. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. if they even really liked everything that much. Um, Thank you. And, yeah. and then they still hold on to this. Like it has to be practical thing. And so they have always owned their vehicles instead of leasing them. And I usually lease because I like to have a new car. Like I, yeah. like, oh, it's two years time to turn this thing in. It, the, <laughs> I felt, you gotta, you gotta swap out the wipers. It's time to turn the whole car in. Yes. Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but it takes a lot of, um, altering to allow yourself to make those types of decisions because you've been growing up your entire life going like it has to be practical and it doesn't be this like fancy thing and it just has to get you from a to b like i can't even imagine how many times yeah like how many times did i hear it just has to get you from a to b and i'm like no i want my heated steering wheel yeah exactly i want to feel fucking bougie damn it exactly exactly you know so even when uh, the dealers were closed, if I would like work overtime or whatever, I would still walk into their parking space because, you know, they would still have like cars outside and I would look at the cars, how they look. And I really like Jaguars. And um, after I've met my husband and like a year later or so, we were like, OK, we kind of need a car in the UK as well, because for me before I didn't really need one because whatever I wanted to go, I just took the train. It was fine. But then when it was the two of us, we wanted to visit. We're like, OK, we need a car. And he's like, the only thing I want uh you know from a car for it to be electric that was my husband so he just wanted it to be electric because you know he wants to do his bit with like keeping the uh, earth green and you know all of those things like I don't want to you know there are gases everywhere I don't want to participate in that as much as I can I want to stay away and I was like fine I'm fine with that so we started looking at cars whatever so uh, (laughs) it was a longer story but eventually for most cars you had to wait for like 12 months or so this was like three years ago um and we're like okay we're not gonna wait for 12 months for a car I mean like I know our parents used to wait for years as well you know but we're like come on who's waiting 12 months for a car like what is that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I want the car now like tomorrow 1952 we're not doing that anymore yeah right <laughs> especially when you've been walking by a lot that's full of them and you're like I could right. just drive that one away <laughs> I could just get the keys I could give you this money exactly exactly so eventually I'm like just as a thought I'm like what about Jaguars do they even make electric cars and we're like oh we haven't heard of any but let's check so we checked it and they were actually making electric cars as well they were having I-Paces Jaguar I-Pace and we went and test drove it the next day we loved it we loved 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 it I mean we tested a Tesla as well before the engine and the power yes it's there but the user experience, I personally did not like it. I'm like, if we are to pay this much money for a car, might as well enjoy it. And, you know, Nicole, as you said, might as well have my heated steering wheel and for it to actually look like a nice car, you know, like, yeah. proud of you guys. that's actually yeah. what I do for a living. So I'm very proud of you for making that decision. <laughs> I'm not on the Tesla train. I think they're kind of garbage. So hell yeah, Jags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, we went in and uh, eventually we settled on the Jaguar and yes, we're going to buy it. We went in the next day, decided this is what we're going to get. And I was laughing. I didn't tell my husband anything. He did not know that I wished for a Jaguar for ages. He did not know that every time I used to pass it by, I used to think about the cars. And many times my brother used to come with me because we used to uh, work in the same place. And at some point my brother was like, listen, 
even before we would pass Jaguar, it's like, we're passing Jaguar. If again, you're going to say the same phrase, I'm going to murder you here in the street. I cannot listen to you again. He's like, I'm done. I'm fed up. Not, no more. Done. He's like, no, just, just shut up and look ahead and just go home. He's like, I'm done. I cannot listen to this again. <laughs> he heard me so many times. Imagine the universe, how fed up was with me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if they were really, it was really fed up, you would have had it just in your driveway when you woke up the next day. Like, all right, shut up. We got it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here, just take it. It's like a stork for cars. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you manifested so hard, it just happened. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I was laughing inside, you know, because I was like thinking, okay, it's funny how out of all cars, we're actually getting a Jaguar, which was funny. But I let it played out, play out to see exactly what happens. And eventually, my husband wanted to put it on his name, obviously, because <laughs> he was paying for it. Um, and he couldn't put, put it on his name because he was in the UK only for like a year and a half at that point. And you have to have like at least three years uh, finance history and everything. Okay. Yeah. And he tried to put it on his company. Again, it was just like a year and a half. He couldn't. And the guy just looks at me. He's like, what if we try it on your name as in on my name? And I was like, well, I do have like eight years history in this country. And I was having at that point. So I was like, sure, let's try it. Uh, but I'm like, I don't know if we can, because I also have like a mortgage and, you know, salary wise and everything. He's like, oh, we can work around that. It's fine. It's like the long history we need. He's like, okay. And like 10 minutes later, the guy, the guy comes in, you know, all smiles. We managed eventually, you know, if we put it like on your name, as in in my name. And I just started laughing. At that point, I was like, I can't believe this. I'm like, oh my God, this is not possible. And my husband looks at me like, what happened? I'm like, and I just started laughing. And I'm like, this is too funny. Like if I would have wanted this to make... Yeah. (laughs) I would have wanted to make this happen. It would have not come out this well. I literally called my brother. I said, listen, dude. So, you know, we came for a Jaguar eventually. Guess what? It has to be on my name because it cannot be my husband's, which was so, so funny. This is a crazy story ever. Like, synchronicities left and right with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So, this car, I'm telling you, I love the car. It's so good. Like, if you haven't driven an electric car, this is, I think, one of the best i i do remember in 2019 when we got it it actually won the electric car of the year and i'm i'm not surprised because it's so good and it looks like a good car and we loved everything about it like the three of us drove it like me my husband and my brother as well we loved it like the three years we owned the car we loved it but because you know we have to move away from the uk we couldn't take the car with us because in the uk is on the other side the driver is Mm -hmm. on the other side in the in europe you cannot really drive it more than a few months so i'm like okay we have to sell it Obviously, I was in pain because, well, I love the car. And again, I knew I was emotionally attached to it and the car (laughs) wouldn't sell. Like, first of all, you know, a lot of dealers and guys would come down to see the car. And because I'm the owner, I would present the car to them. Now, many of them did not realize that although I'm a woman, I know a lot of things about cars, especially about this Jaguar, because I do love it and I knew things about it. <laughs> so they tried, yeah, they tried to like negotiate pro- stupid prices. And I was like, listen, if, oh, one of them even said that the car is, was actually hit and I don't want to admit it. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. Like the full history is with Jaguar. Like I got it from them. They even changed everything. Even, I mean, it doesn't have oil, but like, you know, whatever things need changing and everything, even the wiper liquid, they would bring it in. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? And I told them at some point, I'm like, listen, if you think that, uh, you saying all of this and you think because I'm a woman I don't know cars I'm like you're mistaken like I know this car a lot better than my husband does like you have no idea who you're talking to exactly. so you know the car was not selling and eventually I was like okay so the time to actually leave the UK uh, was coming closer and I'm like clearly I'm too attached to the car I have to detach myself from it so I can let it go <laughs> to a new owner who will love it as much as we do so what I did was I was actually having on Facebook my profile picture with like my hand on the steering wheel where you can see the Jaguar logo. So I took that off. I took a picture of the car and I put it like aside. So not on my phone, on my screensaver as it used to be. I like put it aside so I don't always see it. And you were like, then you were like, this was like you were having an affair. <laughs> yes, actually. Yes. This like, was a the third more... person in your marriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were in your profile picture and your screensaver and your husband was not. So Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like an animal, like their pet. 
I really this love my child Skywalker. Jaguar. It's fine. He's <laughs> <is> my baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can literally see why it was not selling. <laughs> exactly. Now you understand. I was attached to it. I was emotionally and energetically attached to it. And the car was attached to us because nothing bad happened to it. And it was funny because I put it out for sale in like, uh, I think it was like May time. And about mid-May, I had to like travel for a while. And that was the one that guy came, you know, to see the car and whatever. And, he, and if he would have bought it that day, I would have had to ask someone or take a train or God knows how actually to get to this airport because it's a bit uh, weird to get to. And my brother was laughing. He's like, the car didn't want to let you go with a train. He wanted to take <laughs> you to the airport. So it didn't get, you know, it, <laughs> nobody bought it yet. So, but after <laughs> I kind of, you know, detached myself from the car energetically, and I also did the list thing, you know, like what, what are the uh, positives if the situation stays the same? And what are the negatives if we actually sell this, the car, you know, once I did the same exercise with the car too, within three days, a company called me that they sell cars on the behalf of the owner, basically, and they give you the money once the car is sold. And I was like, that's amazing because even if I'm traveling and I'm not physically here, I don't have to stress my friends, go show the car. Maybe, you know, they like it, they don't like it. I have to come back, do the paperwork and all of that type of thing. I, you know, it was like out of my hands already. Literally that afternoon, they came and picked the car up and the car was gone. And then like... <laughs> Three days later, after they took the car away, it got sold, literally. I mean, even they were surprised how fast it got sold. Oh, so because they, they usually give like 30 days to actually sell it. And within like three days, the car got sold. The owner loves it because we had like a long chat about the car because, you know, <laughs> I know the car. Of course. Already, so <laughs> with me about the car. When you turn left, you're going to have to pull the steering wheel a little bit and then a lot of it. But otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> And when she starts purring, just like, you know, <laughs> caress it a bit sometimes. Like, she Make like sure that. you slap her booty every time you put her away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good one. So, yeah, once that's the thing, this type of exercise, it's, it's crazy how they work because they, and obviously, if you know, you have like deeper fears, there are more things to do once you uh, realize what those fears are. But even just by realizing what the fear is and you putting it on paper, you're basically taking it out of yourself and putting it out there, you know? Into the universe's hands. On a piece of paper, basically, it's out of you, out of your mind. And it's as if you release it already, you know, even just by being conscious. And the trick is to write down as many things as as come to you, even the craziest and the silliest ones. I mean, who's going to read it? Just you anyway. So you can write whatever you want on that piece of paper. But these two help in manifesting because it basically takes out all the negative blockages that you have. Because um, I don't know where I read this before. I think it's a course of miracles. I don't remember. It says that uh, miracles should happen all the time, but it's us who get in the way. Mm. <laughs> it <with> <laughs> yeah with this list it's us getting out of miracles way and letting yeah. them happen in our lives yeah that's cool yes I well that. yeah that's amazing and to be honest with you we've had so many um like coaches or lifestyle experts or various people on the show who have talked about uh letting go of control and letting the universe take over but I have to say that you're the first person who I feel as though has said it more in layman's terms and given actual proven examples and like inspired me to want to do it more because I don't know. I don't know why it comes across like sometimes so like frou-frou guru type language. I like it does because many people don't understand and even for someone like me who, you know, <laughs> thank you, Sarah, for calling me a witch. Um, <laughs> um, even for me, it doesn't work all the time because right. even for me that I know exactly what to do and how to do it. And I, even I still get caught up and to 
stressed about the outcome sometimes. And even for me, it's still difficult to let it go many times. Yeah. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. And it is a type of feeling when you actually let go. And that's that's when you know it's going to happen. It's a sort of feeling like some people get to that feeling when they're rock bottom. But what I like to compare it to is as if you would jump off a cliff. Now, I personally cannot swim. But when I try to imagine that feeling of actually letting go is like imagining myself on a side of a cliff with like a, um, a life vest because that makes me feel safe and then just jump, you know, although I'm terrified of heights as well, but then jumping. And then when you actually jump and you let everything go, that's the that's that specific feeling that if you can hold on to, that's the actually letting go to. And I will just tell you one more very, very cute story. I mean, you guys know how I've met my husband. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And I've told, and this happened, like we've been married for four and a half years now. And uh, my brother, you know, who lived with us for quite a while, he's seen exactly what happened, what I've done. I mean, he's seen the actual result of it living in our house with us I mean he was as shocked as I was like as anyone else basically you know like (laughs) and I told him like because he was like what did you do and I'm like this is exactly what I've done you've seen me every day what I was doing you said I'm crazy (laughs) he tried to do it yes he tried to do it but for like three days and he's like nah for me it's not working and I'm like yes because you're not doing long enough like you have to do it like I've done it for a few months before it happened sorry and, you know, I kept telling him, I kept telling him. And this year, because, you know, we said we're moving away. My mom was like quite upset. She's like, what about your brother? He's going to stay, you know, alone in the UK. And I'm like, no, he won't. And I'm like, once he sees he's alone, like within the month, he'll come home. I guarantee you. So uh, we were like at home visiting parents, wherever. My brother calls me one day and he's like, listen, um, I've decided to come home as well. And I'm like, good decision. But um, <laughs> well, and home for a, everyone else because they don't know is Romania. Yes, exactly. Yes, right. which is like two and a half hours flight from the UK. Yeah. It's not yeah. too long, but especially because of recent events that we all know what happened during the last few years, we decided to actually move closer to home because <laughs> although sense. normally um, it would have traveling would have been quite okay because we were blocked. You know, it was quite a bit scary for us yeah. to be so far and um, for our travelings to be literally shut down and like locked right. down. So you cannot actually not even take a car and go, you know. So, um, yeah, we decided to move back home to Romania. <clears throat> My brother called me one day. He was like, I'm coming home. I'm like, OK. He's like, there is this. He's a bit more religious than I am. I'm spiritual, but he's more religious as well. Um, he's like there is this monastery somewhere in the mountains I've actually been there before him through some very weird events which is funny but the place it's amazing it's like deep in the mountains there is a massive lake and on the side of the lake there's this monastery I mean the view it's it's amazing and he's like there is this monastery there um, they do sort of um, like a retreat for young uh, not unmarried Christians something like that and I was like okay that's a bit extreme even from him but I was like hey you know (laughs) if you want to do that like it's like well worst case scenario I'll just go there for like a week and normally in monasteries they don't charge you for food and lodging but you do kind of have to help out you know you right you have to work for them exactly like carry your own weight basically exactly and he's like worst case scenario I'll just be there it will be like a week retreat even if I don't meet anyone like you know I'll be like doing something interesting I'm like fine do it like I don't know why not Um, and I was like I I hope you do it and I hope you go there and you won't like anyone because he actually sent me once uh, and And you won't like anyone (laughs) he actually sent me once to a speed dating thing this was like years before I've met my husband and it was so horrendous like the people there and everything it was so so bad like I almost went home crying and he was laughing his head off and I was like I hope the same happens to you <laughs> as a payback that's a real brother sister bond you guys have there yes we're, we're very close can you tell yeah. <laughs> and um so the thing is the, the interesting story starts with him actually so wanting to come home and um my mom 
um, so he said, you know, he told my mom as well what he wants to do. And this retreat would have been in like, um, I don't know, so many weeks after. And one of our friends from the UK, she was also coming home and she's like, don't travel from that airport that's near you. Come down to London. Let's go from here. You know, at least I won't travel by myself. My brother's like, fine. He's like, I didn't really want to go to London because it's like another three hours journey with the car. But it's like, fine, I still did it. They went, they got on a plane. And obviously, because they got tickets at different times, um, they were seated separately. And he was seated next to this guy who was like a huge, massive guy. And he was fidgeting all the time because the spaces, obviously, in, in low-cost planes are like quite small. Mm -hmm. And my brother was like thinking, because like I was thinking, you know, this guy is so huge and like, like huge as in big, you know, because he used to be like a, a bouncer to nightclubs. So he's quite a big, massive guy. He's like, when I saw him like fidgeting, I was like, I'm not going to be able to stay here for like two and a half hours. I'll just move. Like the minute I get like, you know, we're like up and like on the cruise speed, I will move next to our friend and that's it. But this guy started talking to my brother and they were like talking, you know, getting to know each other. It's like two and a half hours flight. What are they going to do? And the guy at some point is asking my brother, listen, do you have someone in your life? And my brother was like, no. He's like, okay. The minute we get off the plane, I'll introduce you to someone. I have the perfect person for you. She's so nice and this and that and whatever. And this guy was about to marry her sister in like a few weeks. So he's like, you know, his future uh, sister-in-law. And my brother was like, okay, that's weird. He's like, yeah, but <laughs> he's like, okay, but like, you know, because she is actually working at the airport where they were landing. And... um. He, my brother was like okay but like she doesn't even know that you're going to introduce her to someone maybe she doesn't want to be introduced to anyone maybe she's already dating but she hasn't told you like let's not ambush her you know especially if she's at work I don't want her to just like reject me without even going right. to know me or anything it's like I don't think this is the best time and the guy was like fine but it's like I'm not gonna let this go it's like I think you two would be perfect together and my brother was cool. like okay right, hey, crazy person like get away from me <laughs> And so they're getting off the plane. They're leaving their separate ways. The guy took my brother's phone. And this is like a two and a half hours journey to our hometown. And <laughs> they live in a different city. And like two days later, this guy calls my brother. He's like, listen, I'm coming to your city tomorrow uh, with my future wife. And I'm bringing this girl as well. You guys need to meet. Like, I cannot let this go. Like, you guys need to meet. You don't understand this. And my brother's like, okay, whatever, fine. Just like call me when you're here or whatever. So he called them. They went to meet and everything. And um, this was in beginning of June. Now we are end of August. Today's actually her birthday, by the way. Oh, oh, and, and thank you. <laughs> and my brother, they are actually now. So they started dating straight away after that because they liked each other. And this was in June, so two, three, almost three months later, my brother already got the ring last week. Yep. What? Mm -hmm. Yes. And bear in mind, my brother is not like me that, you know, when he gets an idea, he'll just do it. He's the type of person uh -huh. that will think 10,000 times before should I do it or should I not do it? Right. <laughs> so, yes, wow. they are away now um, in Greece for for a week together and my brother has the ring with him so we're waiting any time now for him to actually pop the question it's so crazy yes yes it is you are just your witch and you impact <laughs> others positively you know, but he was not working on manifesting a woman it just was all of these elements well I guess he made the decision to come back home and then from there um all the there were amazing Okay. first of all uh first of all he did his list as well and redid his list like three or four times with exactly the type of his ideals list okay. yes yes his ideal list second of all i told him he needs to create a void in his space as in for example when i was uh trying to manifest my husband i cleared the other side of the bed because usually it used to be full with like laptop books clothes whatever it used to be full and i was like well that person cannot come because you know the side of the bed is full so I had to clear that and actually make space for him before he was actually in my life so I asked my brother to do the same and I asked him to actually clear a part of his wardrobe 
anyway, he's a man, so he could actually do that. I actually had to buy a new wardrobe altogether because I had no space. But, <laughs> but for him being a man and, you know, they don't really have as many clothes as us women have. I was like, okay, you clear a whole shelf just for your future girlfriend, wife, whatever. Create the space for this person in your life. Because if your space is too full already, they won't have space where to come into, you know. So he did that too. And um, he used to meditate a lot, but what actually counted and what actually um, moved all of this forward was his definite decision of actually finding someone and moving. Right, like getting on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Getting on a plane and his actual uh, determination that, okay, I'm determined, I'm 100% determined to actually find someone that I like. Right. Now that the universe came together and I don't know how he put together these two on the same plane and then to get these two people together. And I told my mom, I said, listen, this girl is working in that airport for years now. She's a customs officer. I'm like, who knows how many times she checked his passport? You know, because we used to travel quite a lot, you know, back and forth to, uh, to and from Romania. And I'm like, who knows how many times she actually scanned his passport on entry or on leaving from from uh, Romania to the UK. And I'm like, who knows how many times they've actually passed each other and they've never actually properly met until the situation and the, the circumstances were right. And the determination of each other was high enough for them to be brought together. And it's the same situation with me and my husband. Our determination was, was, was especially mine, was very sad that yes, I am going to meet this amazing person. I didn't know how he didn't know how and you cannot even make this thing up it's so weird like you cannot do <laughs> I mean like the the more stories you tell us the more and more I'm like okay so you you literally just put it into the universe and then you have these tools that you use to get things out of your way and then it comes to you and you like Nicole said made it sound so easy I'm gonna try it now yes well, one, one thing I would sorry I would I would want to preface is that be extremely careful what you wish for and be very specific because that's mm-hmm. exactly what you're going to get exactly yeah. again I'll just say this very, very quick story with my brother he uh, the way I love Jaguars he loves Audis um, and he actually owns one but it wasn't in the UK it was back home in Romania and he said for a while when I told him about the car and everything I told him like you know how I manifested the car and everything we were laughing about it it was funny he said um he kept saying every morning because his bedroom was out looking towards the back of the house where we have two parking spaces and he said um I want to see a black Audi parked in our backyard this is this is exactly what he said I want to see a black Audi parked in our backyard he never said to own it he said I want to see a black Audi car parked in our backyard this is what he kept telling himself within two weeks I'm not even joking one of my friends is calling me he's like listen can I just park my car at your guy's house because I'm going to travel for like two three weeks I cannot leave it where I live your area is like safer can I just leave it there and I was like yes sure I didn't know that this friend in the meantime changed his car because he used to have a different car and he came with a black Audi that he parked in the back of our house so the next day when my brother woke up he saw the black Audi there and he's like I can't believe it. This actually came true. And he's like, yes, but this is not what I meant. Because he meant to own it. I'm like, but you didn't say that, did you? <laughs> so There are rules to this. It's specific. Oh God, the universe so doesn't funny. read between the lines. Right. And, um, you know, the way my list was like bullet points, my husband list, it, there were like 36 points. And for each point, he actually had like a long paragraph where he was explaining exactly what he means. So there are no misinterpretations or assumptions <laughs> that he might have meant something else. <laughs> uh, he sounds I'm like just... a Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> My brother is actually a Virgo. Oh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there it is, Nicole. Now you can yeah. just spot it via just somebody telling you. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, we are needing to wrap up this yeah, recording went so quickly with all of your lovely stories. We didn't even talk about the new products that you have coming out. So now you have to come back again so you could actually sell Damn what it. you're trying to sell because we didn't talk about it. Damn it. <laughs> 
okay. that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll just say a few things about it. Um, just for those <laughs> interested and who are in the dating phase. Um, so this new game, I've actually partnered up with uh, someone called Scott Allen. He's a high school teacher in Denver, Denver, Colorado. He actually invented this game for his students to help them with dating life, um, but also make it fun because he realized that especially teenagers, they don't listen to advice too much. You know, they, they won't read books on relationships or articles or anything like that. And they were having like a lot of drama. So he was trying to help them out. And he invented this game for them so they can actually learn how to pay more attention to more characteristics of a person instead of just, you know, they smiled nicely and okay, I thought we should go out, you know, or oh, yeah, were... that's great. Yeah. How to so... eliminate a fuckboy is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's too, yes. No fuckboy for you. The three <laughs> steps you need to figure out how to avoid these bad lads in the future. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, unless you want to try them out, but then don't expect them to be in a relationship. You right. know, boyfriend material. So, <laughs> well, we will uh, have to schedule again. And then I don't know if we'll be able to make the time zones work because he is a teacher and he works during the day, but maybe yeah. we'll be able to figure something out on like a weekend or something so that he can actually mm-hmm. come on and talk yeah. about it since it's really his baby um but in the meantime where do you want people to go to check out better topics uh they can find everything about the better topics at bettertopics.com or on instagram at better topics facebook tiktok twitter all oh. the platforms all <laughs> the platforms are at better topics they can find me there they can email me they can uh, message me i'll reply i'll give them advice on how to do the list <laughs> how to be witchy i like it how to be witchy how to burn some sage around the house but not burn down your house maybe <laughs> and better topics is a game for couples but i mean really people who are dating could still use it um it, it's to uh eliminate any kind of awkward silences but also give you the opportunity to ask questions that maybe you wouldn't ask on your own and get to know your partner in a better, deeper, more intimate way. So I love it. Exactly. Perfectly said, Nicole. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome. Least I can do. Um, So we appreciate you for coming on today. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe, all the things. Um, Sarah, do you have time for add a girl or do you got to run? I gotta go. I'm sorry, ladies. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> our Atta Girl is that we had our Homance 3.0 reunion. Oh, yeah. And everyone can find us on Instagram at Homance underscore Chronicles and um, send us a note for a Ho of History request or any other manifestation stories you want to share. Yeah, exactly. Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Homance. Thank you. Homance out. <laughs>